Welcome to our Triune Pod, where we prepare you to praise. I'm the Reverend Nick Comiskey. And I'm the Reverend Ben DeHart. Join us for a conversation about low-key theology, lived experience, and outlandish pop culture as we break down the collect of the day for the coming week. We hope it's an inspiring, maybe a bit irreverent, but mostly helpful way to get you ready for some God time. Welcome back to our Triune Pod. Thank you for joining us for another episode. This is Nick. We are here to talk about the Ascension, the collect for said feast day. But we're going to start with with what the people want, which is our lukewarm Oscar takes three (laughs) weeks after the fact. So Ben, give me me your reactions, man. Hosts, no hosts, clips, no clips, best picture. Where are you at? Yeah, man, I've heard it was what the least watched Oscars in history. I don't know. Probably not history, but recent history uh yeah man i mean it sounds like it was a disaster it was supposed to end with you know chadwick boseman winning the best actor and totally didn't totally bombed um i thought you know that the 2020 didn't have that many movies so i guess we can't hold it against these movies for being in the best picture category but i thought most that i saw were were not that great what about you yeah, I mean, would Nomadland have won a Spirit Award like two years ago? <laughs> I just feel like we're going to look back on that and be like, Nomadland? I mean, it's fine. Yeah. Like, It's cool to see a movie that takes place in real life, not just behind a green screen. But yeah. Nomadland is like the mid-2000s crash. Awful are movie. Like, are, the, are like the King's Speech. You know, there's okay. just these movies. I mean, this is, I'm not trying to offend anyone who likes these movies. Those I should look like great. <laughs> No, I think it's fine too, but it's like, is it better than the social network or whatever it be? Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I that mean, happens okay. all the time. It happens all the time. I think, I've, and I've heard, correct me if I'm wrong, it's like the way the voting works out, like the way it all kind of evens out that a bunch of times the, the winner becomes this kind of mid pack movie. Yeah, that's like the second place. It's like, yeah, it's like, cause they, it's like, I think it's called ranked voting. So it's not whoever gets the most number one votes. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like the middle tier, the middle of the pack oftentimes. Yeah. Wins. I mean, so Nomadland the, was going to win, but yeah. 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 I mean, I thought Frances McDormand was, was great uh, as per usual, but yeah, I, I was expecting yeah, she did, it to she definitely my world. in that bucket. Dude, <laughs> I think, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to be able to rationally defend this, but I'll maybe try if you want me to. I kind of feel like Tenet should have been the best picture. Best picture? Wow. Wow. I see. Oh, I didn't see it in theaters. I feel like you need to see it in theaters. I also, yeah. <laughs> I saw it from Redbox. And I, I realized like with these like super cool TVs that we have now, if you if you have a Blu-ray player, it's actually like pretty lame. Uh, ba- like Blu-ray versus like streaming on Netflix. So unfortunately I watched Tenet on a Blu-ray and it just didn't capture the glory that I'm sure was there. But now that it's on yeah, HBO Max, I'm all about it. Yeah, I've so. seen it like I've seen it three times, which is kind of embarrassing. He won't show it, folks. Uh, I, I saw I saw it in theaters once, and then you know geeked out on Reddit for about three days, and then saw it on home video a couple of times. But yeah, something about the ambition of it is like mm. it's not that it all works or that it's particularly plausible. But I feel like we need to reward movies that are trying yeah. to do something original yeah. and big. Yeah. Versus like Nomadland, which is very sweet and humanizing, but and lyrical. it doesn't, what? And lyrical. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. But like Tenet is about, it's creating this entire world. I don't know. I think I thought it was, yeah, no one It kind of reminded me this. of Interstellar, like Interstellar, bold, 
big. The last quarter of the movie didn't really work. No, I think the rewarded for the first three quarters. The difference is that, and this is a borrowed take, is that Interstellar is not trying to say something about love, or it's not trying to say something about how the universe kind of comes full circle. It's it's just like a killer action movie with a pretty intelligent, with some intelligent main characters that's pretty propulsive. Um, I mean, obviously, it didn't really make any money because no one was going to the movie theaters in June, but. Um, anyway, we need to we need to move on. This is, this is <laughs> well. This hey, my is, t- yeah. I, I, I give you my take. My I uh, dude, I am so white and so normcore. I loved Mank. Yes, I think you Mank did. is the movie yes. of the year. Let's stand for Daddy it. Fincher. Go for it. <laughs> I like '60s music and I like '40s films. <laughs> so, well, let's get to the Ascension. This is a big day in the <laughs> wow. Christian year. Pray dude. the prayer. If, hold on, I'm not gonna be able to do this because I don't know how to do audio engineering. But if we could just like sound clip, I like 60, 60s music and music movies from the 40s, that would be our tagline. Okay, uh, yeah, this is the colic for the ascension. Uh, this is the uh, I will steal your thunder. Here is the prayer. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that as we believe your only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, to have ascended into heaven so we may also in heart and mind there ascend and with him continually dwell who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Well, so we're talking about Ascension Day and uh, we say in this college, we believe that Christ has ascended into heaven. And yeah, I mean, I think that's like problematic to our 21st century way of looking at the world we what does it mean that christ ascended up or ascended up into the heavens um i don't think these the ancients believed in a flat earth or anything like that i think that some of those arguments that people say that you're probably completely unaware of listener it's just like it's getting lost in the weeds but there we were saying we believe that jesus ascended into heaven and the reason why i brought that up is uh Allegedly, back in the 60s, the first man who went to space, that Soviet astronaut, uh, I'm going to butcher this, the, his name, but it's Yuri Yagarin, something like that. But supposedly he said, I don't see any God up here when he was out in space. And that kind of line of thinking of, oh, Christ ascended up into heaven. Here we go out of the Earth's orbit uh, and, and God's not there. A lot of people say he didn't actually say this. This is Soviet anti-religious propaganda, whatever. But yeah, I think we have to get beyond that. I think the ancients know what they're doing. What is the meaning of the ascension? What is Luke trying to get across to you and me when we say that Christ ascended to heaven? And with the second part of the prayer- Bro, could you back up? Could you back up? I mean, there's probably some people listening to this who do not really know what the ascension is. When did it happen? Why might their churches not observe it on a Sunday? You know, give give us some context. It's probably probably true. I'm so like locked into my Episcopal Anglican world that I think everybody knows. But so the ascension happens 40 days after Easter, after the resurrection of Christ, and 10 days before Pentecost or the outpouring of the Spirit. And the ascension is Jesus going to be where the father dwells, whatever that is, like not space and time, but yeah, Christ is absent from us. And yet in 10 days, we're going to celebrate that Christ through the spirit is present everywhere. Whereas you know, Christ to his disciples, he is in one place at one time accessible in that way. Now Christ through the power of the spirit is accessible 
to all of us everywhere. And that's probably all I really need to say about the Ascension. Uh, but what we're really praying here uh, is, is a little bit mystical. We're, we're praying that we may also ascend in heart and mind to where he is and continually dwell with him there. And this is really drawing on uh, St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians. There is this verse where uh, Paul says this, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. And notice that's past tense. So in a sense, like while we're here, Paul thinks that we're here and there. Uh, doesn't seem to make any sense, but we're, we're down here, but we're also where Christ resides. And that is at the right hand of the father. Uh, we are humanity has been brought up into the life of God. Now, I don't really know what to do with that for my everyday uh, lived Christian experience, but I mean, you have any thoughts on that so far? Um, a little bit, but I honestly think it might be better if you just went through the collect and then we could talk about the ascension okay. more, more broadly. Yeah, but I, I, have, I have some thoughts that are just, that are just being waiting to come out, okay. but why don't, okay. you, why don't you keep going? So yeah, we, in heart and mind, uh, you know, in our, in our emotions, in our being, our whole personhood, we ascend with Christ and continually dwell with him there. And, and so obviously this is a, a hope for when we die, when Christ comes again, being fully present with God. Uh, but in some sense, our prayer is that this might be something that we've, as Paul says, we already experienced, that would be fully realized, that we would realize this more and more. And, you know, some people might take this, oh, this is like a theosis thing. This is becoming, you know, godlike or something like that, maybe. But ultimately, yeah, I think there is kind of a, a mystical thing going on here. I think it's really about kind of our sanctification, our becoming more like Christ, uh, being where he is. And, and maybe there is that kind of notion of like all that keeps us away from God being purged away because to be in the presence of God is to have all of those negative character traits, sins, addictions, you have it, uh, you know, done away with where you at yeah. now. That's great, man. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah. I mean, I think what's hard is that, uh, for me in this really say this prayer is I, I connect to the Ascension as an essential feature of our faith. You know, it's one of the lines in the creed, he ascended into heaven. So it's something that we should ostensibly be very familiar with um, much more as a statement of Christ's presence here on earth than his absence from earth, or even our kind of implanting into heaven uh, Our implanting is a terrible word, but you know, the kind of the fact that we're connected to the transcendent up above to me, what makes the Ascension so worthwhile and so worth returning to year after year is that because Christ is ascended to the right hand of the Father, he can now be everywhere at once. Mm -hmm. Whereas before he was located in space and time and Mediterranean, Palestine, right, right, you know, but now as the ascended Lord, even in Jesus's resurrected body, he was still bound spatially. But now as the ascended Lord seated at the right hand of the Father, he can be in all places to all people and yeah. uh the, to me the theologian that has really that really helped me understand the ascension and its significance is the, the late great john webster who we've mentioned on previous episodes but in a way that uh was is going to sound very surprising uh but is he he explored 
the significance of the ascension through the lens of the do doctrine of scripture. And his point is that we read the Bible as if the ascension never happened. We read the Bible as if it's like this inert text that we have to draw meaning from in order to, 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 to get anything out of it. Where his point is that Jesus, because he has ascended to the right hand of the Father, can be all places in all times, and he can speak to us in a somewhat direct, un unmediated way through the pages of scripture. Um, yeah. So, and let me, let me, uh, can I just, I know this is not really about the Bible, it's about the ascension, but John Webster connects those two things very directly. And here's what he says. Um, when we listen to the Bible, we are placed in the presence of Jesus Christ. As we hear scripture read, we are in the presence of one who speaks to us by his Holy Spirit. These ancient texts are not little windows on an antique religious culture into which we peer from afar. They're the speech of Christ to us. He, the living Christ, present among us in the Spirit's power, is the one who speaks. We listen to scripture as the living voice of the living Christ. Jesus ascended to the Father is alive, and he is with us, and he is dwelling with us here and now as present to us as we are present to each other over this screen. And I think the ascension is what makes that statement of faith coherent and plausible and possible. Um, so I know that's not exactly where the colic goes, but that to me is what the ascension is all about. Jesus among us here and now. Yeah, it's at the end of Christ's self-limitation. He is self-limited no more. He is accessible everywhere. And I think you can extrapolate from that. He is supremely personal in a way that even the disciples uh, couldn't experience because they couldn't yeah, that's, be that's connected good phrase. to him by the power of the spirit at all times in all places. Uh, but because of the ascension, because he is seated at the right hand of the father, because he is with God and available to us everywhere, we can you know, talk to Christ whenever he is advocating for us all the time. Uh, it's really good news. One other, one other thing I wanted to talk about was that Rowan Williams is just great about everything. And he, he made the Ascension come alive for me. And I'm just going to read this quote. Uh, and then, Nick, we can either wrap up or you can say what you want to say. But I love this. He says, Jesus takes our human nature, yours and mine, to the heart of God. And he speaks to God, his Father, in a human voice. In heaven, the language they speak is human, not just angelic. Our words human words are heard at the very center of the burning heart of reality. Those words, Williams writes, express our human nature in all of its warts and all the ugliest parts of our humanity, such as we see in the Psalms, which contain not only some of the loftiest and morally and spiritually elevating phrases one will read, but also some spectacular words of revenge and wrath and pettiness and self-loathing and more. There is no point in hiding these parts of ourselves. And God has actually taken an initiative in making our language his own. And I love that. Like the, the, if we are right now simultaneously here and in the presence of God with Jesus in the heavens, whatever that means, then that means all of us are there, all of our humanity, not just our best parts, but even the petty parts. And, and God can handle that. God is with us. And so we don't have to hide that from God. 
that's part of, you know, if Christ is supremely personal to us and already knows our warts, already knows our shit, then we might as well just praise him, complain to him, give it all to him. And I, I think that might actually be part of what heals us. And that's mm. good news of the ascension. Yeah, man, that is very good. Yeah, I think was one last thought to kind of that aligns with that. The whenever we hear, whenever we, there's talk of ascension, I think our mind goes to Jacob's ladder. You know, we mm. climb up and kind of remove ourselves from creaturehood to whatever degree that is possible. But yeah, just a reminder that we we think of the ascension as you know it's part and parcel with the the theology of the cross and we go high by going low you know and it's in our it's like what you were saying it's in our experiences of brokenness or limitations or contingency it's you know in the through the cross that we find resurrection and it's the crucified jesus that ascends to the father so the ascension is not about kind of becoming less human or kind of losing contact with the parts of ourselves that are still very much of this earth. It's using that as a doorway into, you know, blessedness. Well, when they go low, we go high. Thank you, Michelle Obama. And I'll just pray. <laughs> Grant, we pray, almighty God, that as we believe your only begotten son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who have ascended into heaven, so we may also in heart and mind there ascend and with him continually dwell who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. How about that episode of Our Triune Pod? Now that you've been prepped for praise, won't you do us a solid and subscribe and review? We promise to keep the outlandish illustrations coming. So be sure to join us for another episode of your new favorite podcast.